Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. All right, welcome to Heritage Voices, episode 19.1. Both Lyle and I will be your host for today's bonus episode on what we've been up to lately. So before we begin, I would like to take a moment to honor and acknowledge the Nooch or Ute peoples on whose city lands I'm recording today, as well as the many, many other tribes that have been connected to this area through time, including Hopi who Lyle is recording on Hopi land today. So also honoring and acknowledging the Hopi people. So, Lyle, it's been two years, I think, since we first started talking about this idea. I think it was about July when I first reached out to you about this. How's life been for the past two years? (laughs) Yeah, well, it's been a lot of of different things going on, you know, still doing... Uh, some archaeology here and there, also doing some of the river guiding work um, and other, you know, kind of field-based work up in southeastern Utah. But yeah, it's been going okay, and uh, I've been trying to stay busy and try and find some time for some interviews, you know, for the podcast during all that other stuff going on, and been able to at least conduct one really good interview with uh, some Hopi ladies from, from here at Hopi, um, Susan Sikokoptiwa and Marissa Navayastiwa, who are uh, spearheading uh, a local movement here at Hopi to have our own uh, quote-unquote Hopi museum. Uh, it's more of a learning center idea, I guess you could say, not so much for tourism, um, but they're working on getting the infrastructure and, of course, all the funding and other resources to make that happen so that was a really good uh interesting interview learning the the insights of what it takes to generate momentum to get an idea like a non-profit grassroots museum established and so if you haven't checked it out i highly encourage you uh to listen to that podcast and that is episode 10 Cool. No. Episode if, you haven't, 10. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't listened yet, episode 10. And then Lyle also headed up um, episode 15, which was the, the Bears Ears episode. Yeah, that was a, another uh, fun, really informative you know, panel discussion of myself, Ed Kabodi, who's Tewa and Hopi, Angelo Baca, who is Hopi and Navajo, Regina, I hope I get this right. Lopez White Skunk. I may have reversed that. Sorry, Regina. Uh, she's from the U. But yeah, we had a great discussion. The four of us representing different perspectives on what the Bears Ears area means. And so, you know, there was discussion um, not so much about the monument itself, but it was more about what, how this issue of the Bears Ears fits within a larger context of 
indigenous issues happening uh, throughout the world, I guess you could say. So, mm-hmm. um, but it was a really good localized discussion of, of uh, this Bears Ears issue that's ongoing right now. And so, yeah, again, if you haven't heard it, I, I recommend that one as well as, as all the other podcasts. But uh, that's, that's what I've been up to in terms of getting some, some airtime and hopefully we'll be getting some more uh, folks lined up for some interview work here out at Hopi and uh, elsewhere. So, you know, folks are interested in sitting down and, and talking about your project, your work, your community, and how you're helping, you know, to address heritage preservation, cultural preservation, however you want to term it. The, the, the longevity of our indigenous cultures is uh, something that needs to be talked about, you know, amongst all of us. And so um, anybody who's interested in sitting down and, and talking about that, uh, give us a call, drop us a line. Uh, we'd be happy to provide a forum to have you come on, come online and uh, talk about, you know, what you're doing in your community. So really that's, that's what I've been up to. You know, been a lot of outdoor field work that's been really cool to see uh, different areas of my ancestral uh, landscapes and where some of my ancestors were roaming, you know, a thousand, two thousand years ago. So I've been really fortunate to be able to, to continue to increase my understanding, you know, of cultural and ancestral ties uh, throughout the Southwest. So uh, hopefully we can talk a little bit about that with other indigenous folks, um, those cultural resource issues, and we can go from there. So it's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. And you, yeah, you, I mean, you've been all over the place. Like you're doing, you've been doing some really fun stuff with, with Crow Canyon and then going on all these, these river trips down the San Juan. And I mean, yeah, I don't know how you do it. You're gone like all the time, (laughs) but how, how is the the San Juan these days? Was it pretty low this year? Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of I mean, there was a, a spring runoff, you know, but it was pretty short-lived. It, it didn't reach, the river didn't reach the, the levels in past years, you know, 5,000 CFS and above. There were a couple of good spikes in there, but, you know, it's still runnable. It's still runnable right now, even though it's it's really, it's low. It's probably around 500 CFS right now, somewhere maybe a little bit higher. But, you know, you can still go out there and uh, get on the water and, and, you know, get to places that you want to go see. So, but overall, I mean, yeah, it was it was a decent spring and, and summer season. Hopefully with the monsoons kicking in, uh, some of that water levels will, will rise and um, start to we kind of went on a hiatus there this month just because it's super hot and the water levels are, are low. Um, so there's, it's, it's really not conducive for large commercial trips, but, um, hopefully those will be up and running again and we'll be back taking folks out again another few weeks or so. Have you guys been getting the monsoons out at Hopi? Uh, they just started like, man, a couple of days ago, you know, really it like over the weekend is when we got our first mm-hmm. good downpour here at my house on third Mesa. So um yeah it's been cloudy it's cloudy now the rain's kind of hit and miss wherever they're going but um it's a lot better you know than it was a couple weeks ago when we were pretty pretty hot out this way temperatures are pretty high and it's been really dry and it's still dry it's going to take a lot for 
for any of this moisture. You know, it's really, it's great to have it, but we need a lot of it over a long extended period, you know, to make it uh, really bring back some of the, the vegetation. And, um, you know, because you can tell that the trees out here are getting stressed. A lot of, a lot of plants are, did they had a very short blooming season, I think, as most people probably recognized out there. So, yeah, it's good to have the rains. Those guys, there's a, a lot of us didn't plant this year uh, just because it was too dry. So those guys that did plant, hopefully, you know, whatever they had come up, um, hopefully this helps them out and uh, they don't they don't have a, a total loss, you know. So yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. It's, it started a little bit earlier this year, maybe about a couple weeks. It's good. We'll take it. Yeah, seriously. It was everybody up here was so excited when it started raining. It was like <laughs> nobody like nobody's wearing rain jackets or anything. Everybody's just all excited and running around in it, loving it. Yeah. So yeah, these past two years, let's see. God, it's been a lot has happened <laughs> over the past two years. It's hard to to sum it up. Yeah, things just just working on things and um one of the the things that we talked about in one of our very first episode is is something that we were wanting to talk about today, which was we had talked in the very first episode, I think, or it was either the very first or or that first one with you, which is number two. So it's either episode zero or episode two, where we talked about maybe starting a nonprofit and in the past two years, we have done that. <laughs> so we, we wanted to, to give everybody that's listening a little bit of an idea of what we're up to there and, and kind of the, the idea behind it and what we're hoping to accomplish. First of all, I guess I should announce the name, which is a Living Heritage Research Council. And we basically wanted to most of the work that we've been doing has been work that has been initiated by federal agencies and we just really wanted an opportunity and a forum the platform i guess to try and pursue more of what our our tribal partners would like to see so that is really our goal with this nonprofit and the nonprofit is so it's myself um and Lyle, and then Dr. Kathleen Van Vlock, who is on the episode before this, so episode 19, and then Sean O'Mara and Sean Kelly, who are also both ethnographers, uh, like Dr. Van Vlock and I. And then our board is made up of uh, Dr. Nieves Sedeno and Dr. Sean Gant uh, and Sally Crumb. So, uh, Dr. Gant is the director of education at Crow Canyon, and he was actually on this podcast too. His episode is episode 13. So he's the, the chairman of the board. And then Dr. Nieva Sedeno from the University of Arizona, from the Bureau of Applied Research and Anthropology. She uh, is the treasurer, and she mostly works with the, the Blackfeet and other Plains uh, communities. And then Sally Crum is former, she's retired Forest Service. I believe she worked for BLM, Park Service, the Navajo Nation. Um, that's 
and then in the private sector as well. And then she also wrote the book, People of the Red Earth, American Indians of Colorado, I believe is, is the title. So that's that's our group of people so far. But obviously, just like with these episodes, you know, we'd love to have more Indigenous part- partners moving forward. Um, that's something that we're really gonna to, going to want to try and, and focus on is having more Indigenous partners and more Indigenous people in the leadership. And also, we want to do, you know, ethnographic research that communities would like to see and, you know, technical, technical assistance where we can, um, like if, if people, uh, communities want help with, with different types of, of projects like, you know, NEPA, NHPA type stuff. And then outreach, education, and historic preservation. I think that's the main stuff. Did you have anything that you remembered that I forgot or that you wanted to add to that? No, I think that that covers it pretty well. So is, I mean, some of the different types of things we've talked about is like maybe doing more like youth elder programs or like mapping projects or different, I don't know, I guess just more that, that the communities want. Is there anything in particular that you're like, man, I hope we get to do this someday? It's, it's all interesting. You know, I, I think the the really interesting or, or plus side of it is just getting to uh, work with varying groups that have different perspectives on, you know, one issue, you know, just, just as an example. So I think that's kind of the, the driving factor is, is really enabling or helping to help uh, these communities um, figure out what they want to do for themselves and then, you know, pulling together the resources, um, whatever it may be, if it's technical in terms of writing or research or anything else, you know, like that, enabling those communities to, to achieve, you know, the goals that they set for themselves. Um, so I, I really look at this nonprofit as, as really as a resource, you know, in, in the sense that there's a lot of skills and knowledge that are needed, you know, to navigate uh, some of the federal or well, well, any kind of business or, or kind of uh, organizational, you know, pursuit. So um, I think the group itself has a lot of good experience to, to offer that. I don't think we're trying to reinvent the wheel with anything. There's a lot of good methods already out there that, you know, some of us are trained in and have used in other places. And so I think that's, you know, we're, we're really relying on each other as a group to contribute our individual skills to, you know, the various types of projects or work uh, that could be involved. And so I think, you know, these, these types of community based projects, you know, they're, they're not going to go away. The funding and the technical resources may be kind of what, you know, is going to be harder and harder to come by. And so I think it's in, it's incumbent upon us, you know, one of our, our missions is to help, you know, enable these folks, individuals, communities uh, to take on that work themselves and be able to continue that work down the line. You know, it's, it's more about uh, giving them those life long term skills that are necessary, you know, in order to sustain projects, you know, on a, on a yearly basis. And so that takes uh, a whole lot of, you know, training and, and just actually doing the work yourself. And so hopefully 
through these collaborative efforts, you know, we walk away uh, achieving a project goal, but also uh, walking away knowing that that community is trained and able to sustain um, that type of project work, you know, because inevitably, uh, and this is not just for Native communities, but it's really felt on Native communities when, you know, uh, federal funding does start to go away, does start to dry up, and you are relying on grants and other, you know, kind of competitive-based funding to con continue your individual programs, you know, those types of skills uh, are, are necessary to be able to at least, at least give you the opportunity to pursue funding and other technical resources for your project. And so hopefully that's what we can achieve with this nonprofit is that um, those folks you know, have a long-term goal with some long-term uh, tools, you know, to use going down the line and hopefully they can continue to pass those on uh, within their own, within their own communities. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the whole idea of um, uh, almost like making ourselves defunct, but like sadly, you know, this world will, you know, there'll always be more communities that we can do this in. But, you know, yeah, ultimately that would be the goal is like to to really provide the training so that the community can like pursue the projects on their own and they don't have to um, necessarily reach out to outside people if they don't want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that, that aspect of it too. That's definitely something that we've talked about a lot. What else was I going to say? There was something off of that. Oh yeah, I loved um, what you were saying about the team that we have gathered because you're right, we really do have kind of this really like well-rounded, I feel like, group of experiences and skills because we have like you know, Sally Crum, and then you and I have all worked for federal agencies, um, me definitely being the least out of the <laughs> three of us. But, you know, we cover just Sally alone covers a wide range of federal agencies in her experience. And then Dr. Van Vlack and uh, Dr. Zedeno and, and Dr. Gant all have, you know, uh, really solid experience in, in academia. And then, um, you know, you and I and the Sean's, well, two of the three Sean's, we have three Sean's in the nonprofit, but Sean O'Mara and Sean uh, Kelly, both, and, and the two of us have quite a bit of, of private sector experience too. So it's kind of, it's well round, rounded in that way. And then, you know, like we talked about in the last episode, um, you and Kathleen both have have a huge amount of experience with with publishing and public outreach, education, stuff like that. Um, I mean, I have some a good amount with environmental education and things like that too. And then like Sean O'Mara, he's amazing when it comes to ethnobotany. He he's a trained arborist. He really knows his stuff. And then you know, like Sean Kelly, just has this depth of experience with with such a wide range of tribes and, and then Dr. Gant, one thing that I really love about him is that he has that very community-based focus. So he did, if you haven't listened to the episode with him, which again, I think was episode 10. Um, well, let me double check that. It was episode 13. Good thing I did. Um, <laughs> so he is of Choctaw descent and he did his dissertation uh, as a community-based project looking at 
cultural preservation and, and Choctaw lifeways. Um, and he and I actually also, by the time this is recorded, we will also have, have done that um, webinar for the American Cultural Resources Association, or ACRA. And I believe that they are going to be on uh, the basics of ethnography. And I believe they're going to be making that available so like people can like as an one of their on-demand webinars too just a side note so yeah so I really I love the like variety of experience in the team and then obviously like I said I'd love to to continue to add more more members and more um you know that are that are indigenous and have and can bring that experience from their communities as well so um one of the things that, so we're, we're really just um, getting started with this nonprofit. We have our 501c3 through the IRS. That was pretty exciting. And then we also were recently accepted into the, the Colorado Plateau CESU or Cooperative Ecosystem Study Unit. So that was also very exciting, um, although it's still kind of a work in progress waiting on signatures, I believe kind of an exciting milestone for us. And Lyle has actually been working on our logo, which um, I believe is still a work in progress right now because it's, you know, the beginning of July right now. For But for those of you guys listening, you won't be hearing this till the end of July. But by the time this airs, we'll be able to put it in the show notes. Um, do you, do you want to talk about some... Like maybe not giving away too much, but some of what you're coming up with over there. Well, I think, you know, one of the discussions we had uh, recently about the logo itself is, you know, it's, it's, it needs to have some representation of, uh, you know, the group's mission, you know, what, what our philosophy is more or less, and how do you incorporate that? How do you translate that into a visual, you know, image that, that kind of, those beliefs and, and mission goals and whatnot. So it's been, you know, kind of a, just a bit of trial and error coming up with some designs and presenting them to the group. So, yeah, I think, you know, we're going to try and have the logo uh, be representative of the areas that we have worked in geographically, kind of with a focus on the Colorado plateau. Trying to encompass some of the landscapes uh, that are found, you know, within within the Colorado Plateau, but also perhaps some of the, the the indigenous folks, of course. And how does that get represented? And how does my own Pueblo bias in design get watered down so that you know I don't always rely on that kind of you know fallback in in design work? Yeah, it'll be it's we we got some good ideas I think from the group now, and so I'll be spending the next week refining it and, and getting that done and uh, I have a good idea of where it's headed and um, I think it'll look cool on a t-shirt you know as a sticker you know just something you, you can't have too many cool t-shirts you know that have awesome designs on there so uh, I encourage you all you know once it comes out you know it's a short it's a it's a small you know donation to help an organization get going and uh, do some work you know hopefully that. Uh, has some good for folks out there so um yeah we'll see how it comes out here in, in about a week or so yeah well if it's anything like the drafts it's gonna be amazing first of all 
Second of all, so Lyle and Jason has actually collaborated on our logo. So if you like our logo, you're going to like this logo too. And yeah, we're going to have, so we'll have the link at the end of this episode because I don't have it right now because we haven't, we're still in the process of setting it up. But um, at the end of this episode, there will be a link to where you can go if you want to just see the logo and see what um, Lyle came up with and, and yeah, hopefully buy a shirt maybe. And then um, we're also hoping to have some more swag based on the logo at the Pecos conference for anyone who's planning on going to that in person. We're going to have a, a booth there as well. And we'd love to say hi. So come over if you're there and get a get a you know shirt or i think we're gonna have maybe some some other fun swag that you can't get off the custom ink page but maybe depending on how that goes at pecos um maybe we'll be able to open that up to to everybody else as well also we're gonna have a raffle so basically we're gonna off of our website which again that link will be uh at the end and also in the show notes both of those will be in the show notes so we're going to have, if you donate $10 to our website, then you'll be entered to win uh, a ra- in this raffle. And Lyle is going to have some jewelry in there. And then um, there's also going to be, so Sean Kelly, one of the ethnographers in the nonprofit, he's donating a picture. And then um, my dad, so, his, so he's photography by Neil Savage is what is his, I think, Instagram, Facebook, I don't know, is um, he's also going to be donating a picture. Yeah. So if you donate $10 on our website, you'll be entered to win one of those, which I want the jewelry because it's always gorgeous. Lyle does a gorgeous job. I don't know if you've seen any pictures of his stuff, but definitely worth entering. So yeah, so there's going to be those two, the, so the shirts and custom ink, the raffle, we're going to be at Pecos. Um, but then also, like, if you're just interested in in hearing about what we're going to be up to and things like that, um, you can like our Facebook page, so Living Heritage Research Council. Or if you go to the website, there's also a, a link to sign up for the newsletter. Um, so that we'll be sending out updates on on what we're up to and any cool projects we're doing and things like that. So, yeah, we would we would really appreciate your support. Um, in any of those ways, it would definitely help us get this going and, and hopefully help us be able to do some work that will be and, and other tribes in the Southwest and even further are, are interested in doing that we don't necessarily normally get the chance to, to work on. So, yeah, please consider donating. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that that we have going on or that we want to talk about. I don't think so. I think that's pretty much, you know, in this short amount of time, what what we've been up to and what we have coming up. And um, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot to work on. It sounds like I'm a busy person before you folks. So I, I guess I better, better get on it, you know. So, yes. but yeah, I'm looking forward to you know, doing the raffle. Um, we'll see what I come up with. There's always a lot of ideas floating around about you know, what type of jewelry to make and whatnot. Yeah, I think it'll be fun, you know, different things uh, uh, going on. And hopefully if you are at Pecos, you'll come by and say hi. You know, I know it's, I haven't been in a while. Gosh, it's, it's been a long time since I've been to Pecos. And so I'm hoping to make it this year, at least for uh, a couple days. Um, so yeah, hopefully 
we'll get to see some of you all there. Uh, and hopefully, yeah, you'll, you'll pick up a few t-shirts or whatnot. Regardless, you know, check out the, the podcast and I uh, look forward to doing some more work and bringing some interesting stories to you all out there. So stay tuned and um, thanks for listening. Yeah. And just to put a little teaser for the next episode, we were talking about recreation stuff and things like that at the beginning. And that may or may not. Oh, and also food. That may or may not be relevant to the next episode. So you'll just have to stay tuned and listen. <laughs> So, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for for listening. And uh, thank you, Lyle, for, for coming on and, and chatting today. Sure. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. Sounds good. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey everyone, this is Jessica checking back in as promised with the information about our nonprofit. So the website for the shirts, if you're interested in getting a shirt with Lyle's amazing logo on it, it is customink.com slash fundraising slash living heritage. So again, that's customink.com slash fundraising slash living heritage. And I just wanted to take a moment too, because this was an update episode and I didn't really give a lot of updates. Um, so I wanted to give a little bit of background on why. And I, I debated pr- pretty heavily on this. And you can you can hear that in the, um, the recording itself, the original part, where you can see that I hesitate when, when talking about updates to me. And that's because this last nine months has been really challenging for me. I was in a very serious, um, well, fatal car accident back in November, and I'm doing okay, and and there was no one else in my car, but obviously it didn't end well. Um, It was very tragic for the other car, so it's really shaken up things in my life, and um, so the the focus of of what I've been working on has, has really... Um, shifted. Obviously, I was I was still finishing the things, the projects that I was working on, but then um, not really doing anything new in um, other than working on this nonprofit and the podcast because those were both things that I was really excited about. Still, even when I was when I've been going through all of this um, for the past nine months. So that's kind of why I, I hesitated and, and um, 
what's been happening with me, but um, things are definitely getting better and starting to have some exciting um, things coming up. Um, one thing with a listener, it looks like, hopefully, potentially. Um, so that would be really exciting. And um, just wanted to say thank you to everybody that was there for us for this these past nine months. Obviously, my husband, he was huge in all of this. And um, and then just like the, the anthropology community and the, the Cortez community here really rallied around us. And, um, you know, thank you to, to all of our friends who brought us food and um, whatever we needed. And then also to, to you listeners who didn't know it, but, you know, you sent me emails about the podcast and how much you love it. And that really meant a lot to me, especially those first couple months. Um, so thank you for, you know, helping me through it unknowingly. And um, just thank you for listening. And thank you, especially to our members. I've really enjoyed our some of the one-on-one conversations I've had on the Slack channel and um, really developing some really important relationships there. And that's meant a lot. Um, and so if you aren't yet, please consider becoming an Archaeology Podcast Network member. Lots of bonuses and different things, but also it's just really nice to have that place to, to chat one-on-one with you guys and learn more about what you like about the shows and things like that. So that's really helpful. And also just drive safe, you know. I'm not going to say anything more than that because I'll get um, emotional, but, um, you know, take it, take it seriously. So um, thank you for all of you for your support throughout this past year and a half. Um, it's been an amazing journey and I'm really excited about some of the things coming up, some of the episodes coming up. Um, and the, the episode that we talked about, Lyle and I talked about earlier in this episode, may actually not be the next one. We have um, another one that uh, came up that may go first um, that I'm really excited about. Don't want to give anything away. But yeah, there's the, the next three episodes all really, really good. Um, so stay tuned. And to finish out again, the, the website, if you are interested in supporting our nonprofit and and helping us support the the dreams of some of the tribes that we're working with and and the cultural preservation that they'd like to see um, the website again is customink.com slash fundraising slash living heritage so that's customink.com slash fundraising slash living heritage uh, and then also get on our webpage livingheritage.net. And there's a place it'll ask you to, if you're interested in joining our newsletter, and uh, we'll send updates through that. And then also through our Facebook page at Living Heritage Research Council. So join us in either of those places to, to learn more about what Lyle and I and the others in the nonprofit are up to. And hopefully... Next time we do an update episode, I'll have I'll have more exciting um, things to share with all of you, and it'll be a, a better year. But um, just really appreciate all of you, and reach out if you are Indigenous and you're interested in being on the show, or just yeah have other ideas you'd like to share with us. All right, thank you, and I'll talk to you all later. 
Bye. Thanks for listening to the Heritage Voices podcast. You can find show notes at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash heritage voices. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Music Store. Also, if you like the show, please share with your friends or write us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or show suggestions, please reach out to me at jessica at livingheritageanthropology.org or you can find me on Facebook through Living Heritage Anthropology or on Twitter at Living Heritage A. As always, thank you to Lyle Blanqua and Jason Nez for their collaboration on our incredible logo. This show is produced by the Archaeology Podcast Network, Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle in Reno, Nevada at the Reno Collective. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Thanks again for listening to this episode and for supporting the Archaeology Podcast Network. If you want these shows to keep going, consider becoming a member for just $7.99 US dollars a month. That's cheaper than a venti quad eggnog latte. Go to archpodnet.com slash members for more info. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pro.